In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the strange things we do as Christians is to gather on a Wednesday, remember how wretched we are, say prayers asking God to forgive us, and then have a priest or a lay minister put ashes on our foreheads who remind us that we are dust and that at some point we will return to that dust. Many from outside of the Christian faith don't understand it. Others of different denominations scoff at the practice. But Ash Wednesday is more than just about remembering that we are sinful and in need of forgiveness. Ash Wednesday calls us back from the frivolity and the debauchery of this world, or as St. Paul would have said, from this present evil age. When we come together today, there are several practices and pious actions that we adopt. One of those that we speak about is the fasting, the giving up something for Lent that sometimes becomes a game of what is the most I can do or at other times, what is the least I can get away with. I too have fallen guilty of that attitude from time to time or have confused the Lenten fast with a seasonal diet and they are not the same thing. So what is a fast, and how should we approach a fast? The first thing that we must realize is that to fast, to temporarily set aside something until we can enjoy it later, is always, first and foremost, a call to prayer. Fasting is about the reminder that you should be, need to be, ought to be, must always be in constant prayer. When you crave that chocolate candy that you eat each evening after dinner, but you're fasting from it, take that time and devote those 90 seconds of pure, delicious delight to praying to the Lord. You can pray for some need around the world, for your own physical strength to restrain your desire. Because, after all, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Or, if you have fasted from television or social media, use those hours for reading the Holy Scriptures, some devotional material, perhaps even the lives of the saints, to help you learn how to become a better Christian, minute by minute, or hour by hour, and pray that the Holy Spirit will enlighten you as you read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest the Word of God. 
But what fasting is not, nor should we be tempted to make it into, is a time of some sort of mild mortification or passing discomfort or letting go of just one little pleasure of life. The Reverend John Andrew, who was one-time rector of St. Thomas Church, New York, once remarked that fasting during Lent has nothing to do with taking the cream out of your daily coffee. That's not fasting. That's simply making bad coffee, if you like cream in your coffee. Rather, if you do give something up, give the coffee up completely. The daily stop at the overpriced coffee shop and give that money that you now have, the $5 or whatever it is, that you would have spent on your own pleasure and freely give that money away. You can give it to the Ukrainian relief efforts or to those in Afghanistan and the work that the church is doing there that we mustn't forget. If you want a more local cause, give your alms because that is what that $5 becomes is alms. Give it to the discretionary fund that I use to help the poor with rent and their utility bills and sometimes even fuel so they can get to work. We are seeing more and more people here each week who truly need help. And this church is becoming known as a place of refuge for them. That $5 a day, given freely during these 40 days, would help more people than we could know right now. Another temptation is to fall into the order of getting something out of the fast, giving something up in order to accomplish some goal at the end of the 40 days. We will have lost so many pounds. We will have read so many books. We will have completed so many tasks of one, one sort or another. And that's not the point of fasting either. Although that might be a good outcome. Don't make the diet or the exercise program or whatever it is into a goal. Because then you might fall into the temptation of that goal becoming an idol. And say, I am doing this for my body and my image. Rather than turning it into a time to focus on the discipline of prayer. Give up your cheese, your dessert. Give up your wine or your alcohol, but do it in order to become closer in prayer to our Lord, in order to see the world with his eyes, in order to understand the plight of the needy, who perhaps don't have enough to eat any day of the week. Some priests and clergy speak about taking something up rather than fasting. You should go out and do more. I think that that is highly inadvisable. 
The call to a holy Lent is about self-reflection, self-awareness in all matters of your life, and putting all of your life, from your marriage to your employment, to your studies as a student, to your finances, to the group of people whom you hang around with, to what you watch on television, to the amount of time you waste on frivolous tasks and mind-numbing scrolling on Facebook into right order so that you may be focused even just a little more on the love of God, on your devotion to God. And learning how to lead a more holy and Christ-like life. Piling more things on doesn't help. We need to strip things away so that we can see who we truly are and not hide nor cloak or dissemble our sins before us and before God. In a few minutes, you will come here to this altar. And I will place a cross on your forehead to remind you that you are mortal in this life. Why do we do that? The answer is, it stems from our baptism. When we are baptized into the church Catholic, the priest or bishop takes a little oil, the oil of chrism, and making the sign of the cross on your forehead says to you, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. But the curious thing is, the oil disappears. Now, it doesn't evaporate like water would, but instead it permeates your skin. The oil soaks into you gradually, just like the Holy Spirit does in each of our lives if we are willing. We can't see the oil that is there beneath the surface. I can't shine a light on it and see it glisten. But we can see it in your lives when you live into the Christian faith and walk in God's holy ways. Today, we retrace that sign, that brand that is on your forehead. Today, we visibly see the seal of Christ on you. Come into this season of Lent as a pilgrim who is day by day moving into the holy. Do so by fasting and self-examination. Seek out in your life those sins, both public and private, that hinder you from loving God, loving your neighbor, and loving yourself. And repent, turn away from them. 
fast and deny yourself worldly pleasures and thirst after the pleasures of the kingdom of God. Remember the poor. Remember those whose lives are wrecked by war and terror and oppression. Seek ways during this Lent to do as the prophet Isaiah reminded us to do when we fast. Loose the bonds of injustice. Bring the homeless into your home and care for them. Remove the yoke from those among us. Stop pointing fingers at each other. Refrain from speaking evil. Offer your food to the hungry. And meet the needs of those who are afflicted around you. A prayer of St. Ephraim, the Syrian. O Lord and Master of my life, keep from me the spirit of indifference and discouragement, lust of power and idle chatter. Instead, grant to me your servant the spirit of wholeness, humble-mindedness, patience, and love. O Lord and King, grant me the grace to be aware of my sins and not to judge my brothers. For you are blessed now and ever and forever. Amen.